Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Wash Knobs. You have made it all the way to episode 218. Michael, how are you? How are the Robins? How are the Robins outside? I don't know if anyone else can hold at home. They're great. They Mike. got these cute orange bellies. They look like professors in sweater vests. Michael is I in those, full those snow parts. white mode. Every time he opens his window, he's just beset by throngs of sweet, wide-eyed <laughs> woodland creatures. Right? <laughs> It is a beautiful day, so it does feel like that right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is going to be a lot of fun. By the time most people are hearing this, I guess it'll be the day after or the day of Father's Day. Day after. The day after? Who knows? I mean, Either. I guess I guess I can upload. It depends on when I upload. <laughs> I still think we should totally take our distribution of the podcast analog, and we should record the episode on a single floppy disk, but then just copy that floppy disk and everyone who subscribes to the show gets mailed the <laughs> floppy disk. <laughs> Fucking heaven help I, you if I you have something that can play that. I would be would be enough space for an episode. <laughs> I don't know. How much space is on a floppy disk? Let's see. I don't know. How the original the, uh, the original Pokemon games were five, something like 500 kilobytes or something. Oh <laughs> it's like nothing. That's too funny. This has to be more. Uh, eight hundred kilobytes to two mega to two point eight megabytes. Nope. I think we could do floppy disk now. Can we? I feel let's like see. my track alone is like seventy fucking megabytes. Let's see how. Let's let's look at the properties of the last. Oh wow, yeah, the last episode was one oh five. Yeah, dude, we'd have to have like it had to be like a fucking Final Fantasy seven game. We need five <laughs> discs for one fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> then that's what we distribute. Our overhead is going to go insane. <laughs> hey, everyone, this is fucking. We actually, when we actually hire an accountant, like, this is not economically viable at all. <laughs> Imagine the accountant. So, hold on. You spent $100,000 on floppy disk? Yeah, it was an investment in our distribution strategy. <laughs> all right. No, all right. Well, I quit. I'm going to refer you to a colleague of mine who is deaf, blind, and dumb, and uh, I'll see what you guys can do with them. It's like, all right, thanks. Thanks for your time, sir. Appreciate it, bro. But here, this is going to be a lot of fun. Episode 200, motherfucking 18. Michael and I didn't want to do another stupid, like, no offense to any of the show that does that, but I mean, whatever, fuck everyone. But like, the Father's Day gift guide, like, seven watches that dad will love that aren't like hot dog socks. He, he, he. Like, I'm really fucking over. That's what they all are. It's so dumb. Like, the Father's Day <laughs> gift guide. Listen, your fucking dad will tell you what they want. And if they don't tell you what they want, they don't want anything except silence. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't give them that. You know? <laughs> That's just not an option sometimes. Oh man! Silence and peace. What was that? What was, that was a joke you told me once about that. I can't remember what it is now. But basically, we didn't want to do the Father's Day gift guide episodes. We wanted to do something that would honestly just be maybe a little more, a little more thoughtful. So for episode two hundred motherfucking eighteen, Michael and I are dubbing this episode the Dad Watch, and really, we're just gonna talk about our dad's watches, like our our experience with our own fathers. And the watch or watches that they wore. I mean, um, you know, people have heard me talk about my dad's watch every now and then on the show. And mm-hmm. you've talked about your dad and your, uh, I think your grandfather's watch um, on the show yeah. as well. But we haven't done like a proper fam- like orological familial episode in a long time. So I think in this case, 
This is the great time. And then um, depending on how things break down and or don't break down, I do want to kind of go over some fun dad watch archetypes. And then uh, if we have time, I would like to run down the anti uh, gift guide list. I would like to try and figure out the absolute fucking worst watch I could get for my dad. <laughs> Once you people at home learn about him and the watch he's got now and just how he sees watches like the fucking worst like he would literally rather I hold him down and spit in his fucking eye like the worst fucking watch I could get for Father's Day for my dad not your dad you know, fuck, fuck I, can probably, your I can probably pick one yeah. I can probably pick one too I, I think that'll be nice but here <clears throat> Michael let's fucking do this thing for the 218th time kind of would you like to honor tradition and make history with me you want to do wrist check bro yeah this is a tbws classic at this point it's the doxa sub 300 yeah right uh, black flying right. mission from from 20 2017 is how, when i got this watch how has no one modded a doxa with a picture of zoolander pa i got the black <laughs> lung i don't understand how no one's you done know, that you know what would, be, what would be better is if I took a picture of me making the Zoolander face and somebody somebody fit it into the little circle where the Aqualung thing is supposed to be. And then I have my own special Doxa. You got your own. Yeah, that's your that's your that's your fucking. Yeah, dude, that's it. <laughs> that's your special I think addition. I think the new management would be uh, would be totally on board with that. Yeah, I mean, they can't do it. I think it's your fucking watch. You do every one with that watch. Oh man, I I love this thing. I'm so glad that I that I made the decision to get it. And oh gosh, now there's an airplane. Maybe the airplane will scare scare away the robins. Maybe it's a big old C-17. It's quite loud. Are you okay? It's it's a it's a loud one. I'm okay. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I've I got this in 2017. I was initially just kind of not sure about getting it, and then I I told myself, yep, I'm gonna do this. Uh, and it's become, I don't know, it's become that wa- that one watch that you think about for a while and you're just like, yeah, I can, I can kind of just live with this and nothing else. I don't know. You, you were also lucky that you jumped on that because like, I never see them. Yeah. I was going to say like, aren't they basically just like, like, like whoever the people, the people that have them basically don't sell them. Yeah. Because I've, they fucking know. They know. I, 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 I. I might see one once a year or something Man. since th- there was a crazy time when uh, people people were buying these uh, and, and Doxa was still getting into reissuing the sub 300 note and there was a lot of marketing about them online and then people got them and they weren't what they expected. So it's got a very small dial. It's just like tiny, tiny little dial with a big mm. old bubble over it. Um, so a lot of people got them and they didn't like the look and then a lot of people got this one and they were just like oh that emblem is kind of ugly and right in t- late 2017 when these came out i think a lot of people were either getting rid of them because they didn't like them as much as they, they they thought they would um and also they were trying to like flip them because this mm. sold out in ugh, less than 24 hours oh my god um, didn't you speculate that you might have gotten one of the ones that the like um one of the Aqualab folks just didn't want or some shit? Was that what it was? Yeah, I I don't know I don't know if this was no I got in earlier than that. Oh so, okay okay yeah what what happened was that I think Doxa at the time under that management um 
you know, they'd make something like this and then they'd set aside a certain amount to, uh, you know, to offer to people at the, uh, you know, U.S. Divers Co. That's to see if they wanted yeah. it. And so that's why you used to refresh the site and it would say out of stock. And then you'd try again at some point and they would be back in stock. It's because those people said no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want your fucking Ritz Cracker watch. Get out of here with that. I think that's the case. Correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong. But yeah, dude, just a solid, solid orange dive watch. That's the one. The, the orange dive watch. I think the only the only one that can actually compete is the uh, Seiko Orange Monster. I was going to say, I'm like, you're, you're about to incur the wrath. Yeah. And the second gen, <laughs> the second gen is becoming, uh, you know, unobtainium, dude. The, uh, I've just stopped looking. I used to look every now and then, but like literally like you can only ask someone out so many times and get rejected and then just decide it's not worth it anymore. You know? Yeah. I just stopped looking. Yeah, man. I've been thinking about old Seikos for, I guess, you know, old Seikos, now old Seikos are Seikos that you and I were talking about four years ago. <laughs> Like oh yeah, this is this is a good deal. Get an SRP three hundred nine, I think it is. Um, now people are asking, maybe even paying upwards of six hundred to eight hundred dollars for them. Don't do that, people. Don't you? Understand? If you want to, if you want to find somebody that actually you know tracks the whole history of this and how they've gone up in popularity, I, I would again recommend the Random Rob YouTube channel. Oh yeah, the orange monster expert <laughs> that was rob doing i haven't talked to that guy in forever i'm still making great videos i'll make he's just doing his thing man he's doing just his video doing his thing. thing you know so cool yeah i love that doxa that one's that one's staying that's that's what i got it's uh still running great yeah can't can't complain i'm just i'm just glad i jumped on it because uh um the ones that came after were, were kind of okay, but they were, they never really followed the, um, the previous watches that they were trying to emulate. So they came out with the Sea Rambler after this, but the colors on the, on the emblem were, were not right. You mm. know? Uh, it should have been just black and white instead of the, the black and yellow. You looked up, man. You jumped in there when you should have. Yeah. You know? So I'm pretty, pretty stoked. And also I never really have to think about getting another orange dive watch which is we also had an episode on dive watches with crazy like colors fancy or color dive watches yeah 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 yeah, yeah, oh yeah. and God. orange orange is just one of those colors that you know you see on divers because i guess people thought that that color could be more visible um i literally only thought the reason that was orange is so they could easily find your corpse uh, that wouldn't work out apparently no? Just because of the way the spectrum of light gets through changes as it goes through depth and you can't really see orange oh. that well. Yeah. That's funny. So no, you'll you'll be just as lost. I'll be just forever. as undiscoverable. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so good. Oh man, oh man. I sometimes I sometimes think that that'd be kind of cool place to uh lay in eternity. Bottom of the ocean? Yeah. Listening to uh, Thrice's uh, Alchemy Index. <laughs> this is this is this is what I think about <laughs> before I go to bed. <laughs> I do think an inordinate amount about death. I don't tell my wife that because it just freak her out. But like, I think a lot about death. You can't tell them. You can't. But it's it's like a lot. Yeah. yeah. The inevitable end. The void. <laughs> the the one the only certainties in life are that we lived and then we die 
everything in between that is really just fucking me up in the air. But the one thing you can count on is that one day we will die. That's crazy. Yeah. And that an eco and that an eco drive citizen might last forever. The eco drive is totally gonna outlive me. <laughs> Kidding me, dude? My fucking solar powered Orient Christmas chrono is totally gonna outlive my dumbass. Probably. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Just don't wear it to the bottom of the ocean. No, absolutely it, it not. Can't this, get sun. Yeah, can't get sun. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I can't dive. I'm not like one of those people because, like, even if if I'm in a pool and I go like. Five feet down, bro. Like I get pressure. Like I get the like the pressure like on my ears. Right. My ears go. My my my, my ear goes. My ears go out out, and I have to get up. Yeah. Out of the water. You know. I'm not one of those people that like. So I'm I'm very excited for my Disney cruise to come up next year. But when we when my wife and I cruise, we're not like one of those people that like immediately go to the pool because of a that reason because I just don't like going underwater and like I don't like getting in, in human soup. It's not really yeah yeah. Really I, I haven't done a pool in a very long time. Yeah, don't. I think the last time I did a pool was twenty, maybe not a very very long time. Twenty nineteen. That was in Italy. I lie. I got in a pool, but it was it was in the middle of nowhere. In the Chianti region, if like it was, the only, if only we, two people that use the pool in yeah. like a whole week. If there was no one else there, that's fine. Or if it was like a saltwater <laughs> pool, that's fine. Yeah, because the saltwater pool, like I don't know, I don't, I, I know chlorine's supposed to disinfect or whatever garbage, but I feel like salt <laughs> would be better. I don't know. Listen, are there any fucking pool technicians who listen to this show who can I mean, kind of get be. Michael and I straight? It could be a good job, man. Oh, we gotta be outside, not in Florida. That would suck to be a pool tech in Florida. Getting teched oh, by man. wasp and dogs and shit in the heat. Fuck that, bro. Man. Yeah. So what do you have? I also have a TVWS classic, but one we haven't seen in a long time. For today's episode, episode 200 motherfucking 18, I am wearing the Orient Star GMT WZ0071DJ. Wow. It has been a long time. I think it's been a long time since I've worn this watch. At least it feels a, like it. A very pretty, also very difficult to find watch. This is a tough one. This is pre-Epson takeover of Orient. Um, this has the older Orient Star caliber. All the new Orient models and Orient Star models are getting retrofitted with the new post-Epson caliber. It's a F6 is like the regular one. And F7, I think, is technically... I think the F7 calibers are like the weird multi-dial moon phase ones but this is the older mm -hmm. orient star caliber the, the for specifically the orient star gmt caliber 40p53 these are hard to find now um so please stop asking me where you can find one uh yeah. i don't i don't know every time I, every like like i mean i haven't done it in a while but whenever i post a picture people will be like oh, i'm having a hard time finding one where can i get one i don't i don't fucking know like you should take more. You should take more photos of that one. This that thing is gorgeous. Fantastic. This thing is gorgeous. But Michael, there's a problem. Both uh, the Seamaster, the Court Seamaster, and my Grand Seiko might have ruined me. This thing feels heavy and chunky now, and it's oh, not. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> dude. My Grand Seiko is fucking titanium, forty millimeters. It's like ten millimeters thin. The Seamaster's a little bit heavier. It's 42 millimeters, and it's also about 10 or 11 millimeters thin. This thing just feels huge and heavy. It is still gorgeous, so, though. 
So when you hate it enough, just let me know when you, when you want to sell it. Yeah, I'll give you a holler. I'll let you know. <laughs> you can borrow it if you want, man. I know you dig it. You can. I mean, you know, every time I'm like scrolling through Crown and Caliber or David SW and I see, I see like an Omega Aquaterra or some shit, I'm just like, mm, I don't need that anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> I have my Orient Star Gene. Like, like literally, the qualities and like you can send me all your fucking hate mail you want. You lose your nerds. Like Omega, the Omega Quad is so much better. I really don't give a shit. Like all the qualities <laughs> of the Aquaterra that I love are the qualities that I love about my Orient Star. The only difference is like, oh, I don't know, five thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm sure there's other differences as well, but as I said. You nerds can suck it. Did you see the new uh, Aquaterra small seconds they released? No, I haven't been really keeping. I, I, I still feel so lost after 2020 and the complete shift that we saw in trade shows because I used to have a very predictable time frame within the year where I could just expect new watches. So yeah. I don't really know anymore when stuff happens. Yeah, it's or when releases happen. It's hard. You're totally right. We gauge our kind of like our migration calendar on like all the trade shows you know what i mean so i have no idea when this came out i just know it came out recently so i think these are quite handsome i think some of these are are fun but again i'd rather have my orange star looks big i uh, there's two sizes there's 38 and there's 41 what I couldn't find is are they modeling this on a child? What? I think it's I think that's like a very tiny woman's wrist. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. There's a 38 and then there's 41. How thick are these? That's what really fucking annoys me. They won't say how thick or thin these are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 38 and 41. Eh. I can live without it. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a necessity. But like, just saying Aquaterra just reminded me of these. I mean, I think they're cool looking, but I'd rather fucking have my my fucking Orient Star GMT. This is the one, mm-hmm. man. You know? Nice. This is the fucking one. So that's what I'm wearing today. It's been a while. Um, still love it. It's just heavy. I mean, like, as we've been talking, like, I've been getting used to it. Like, you, kind of like you were talking about, when you were wearing your, when you were here, you were wearing your Panerai, and then you put on my... Uh, my grand Seiko, and you're just like, what <laughs> I was is like, this? I can't do it. <laughs> Watch for ants, but you know what I mean. Like, it takes time. Like the the switch is always tough. It takes time to just, um, to just to just adjust. But I mean, honestly, what's been getting the most wrist time lately? Still that grand Seiko. It's still my Seamaster. Yeah. Does it does it take a lot of effort to get it off wrist? Like, I, oh, I, got, I gotta wear something else. <laughs> I literally exactly. I literally say that. I'm like, oh, I, I have all these watches. Out. I should probably wear. <laughs> something else <laughs> you know and that, that's what I did for the show today I'm just like what am I gonna wear I'm like oh fuck you know what let me let me see what the Orange Star GMT is like the Orange Star GMT WZ0071 DJ Orient please reissue the GMT calibers in the new F6 caliber line for the love of God people want this watch alright yeah yeah that's telling cool. you Telling you, man. But yeah, that's 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 what I got on. Uh, bam! Here, let's do this. Let's talk about housekeeping. Housekeeping stuff. You got. Uh, you put this new press release on the twobookwatchnobs.com website. Yeah. So let me. Um, 
Let me open that up. Are people talking about this watch? Because I feel like I didn't see this anywhere else except our website. Very slowly. I think I think somebody will post about it, and then somebody else will post about it, and then some outlets are just like, oh, I guess we should maybe talk about this. Well, they um, didn't pay us to talk about it, so I guess we won't talk about it. <laughs> Sorry. So, I mean, I... By the time that we wrote about it, it, it was just kind of, it had made the rounds already. Cool. Right. I don't mind the birds, but if these guys are going to keep how training many, like, like this. How many planes are we talking about, Michael? <laughs> All right. You know what was great I, about I live, that? I live very close to uh, to an Air Force base, and they're flying these uh, massive C-17s. Aren't you worried about the uh, chemtrails, Michael? Oh, I haven't heard about chemtrails in a while. <laughs> are they are they still cool? Are chemtrails still in? I have no idea. Not as cool as Q. Mm, All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, talk to me about this uh pros, 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 prospects, prospects, prospects. Yeah, so I, I wrote about this thing and uh you know I, I wanted to keep the write-up pretty basic. So it's um it's basically a a version of um a um, just like one of the newer standard tunas, quartz movement seven C four six thousand thousand meter water resistance. Um, but the watch is titanium and the shroud is ceramic. What? Yeah. Okay. And my <laughs> the reason I found this compelling is because we're starting to see a lot of the <clears throat> mid tier, uh, the entry level to mid tier Seiko divers that you know we used to push pretty hard in the past like oh a sumo or right you know this samurai or whatever that stuff is inching closer into the the four figure price range and in some cases like 1300 1400 even on a you know how much good yeah good dealer good dealer how, like saya how much is this thing this thing is 2600 so so i was just i was just thinking what the fuck? When you when you get into Seiko, you end up buying so many Seikos. It's just gonna happen. I think I've had five or six or seven SKXs. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how many turtles I've had. Uh, and you know, I think by that point, if somebody if somebody falls into the same trap today with these newer models that are already basically twice as much than Fucking when we broke. we got he broke into his them. piss. You might as well just pull your money together, get something like this, and basically have the ultimate Seiko dive watch. Because I think, I still think with the, um, with this tuna case and the quartz movement, and just like a rubber strap, I think that's, I think that's the ultimate Seiko dive watch, and that's that's, uh, you know, that's what I hypothesized in in this write up. Uh, you know, again back to the Doxa. Why am I going to look at orange dive watches from here on out? So why not? Why not have the Seiko dive watch and just be done with it? the The only issue I see with this, uh, obviously, like the price is, you know, kind of prohibitive for for some folks. Um, Dude, like it's just okay. So just for me, I don't want. I, I'll pay twenty six hundred for a Grand Seiko. I literally did. I don't know if I want to pay twenty six hundred for a Prospects. Well, some people some people aren't really drawn to Grand Seiko all that much because I think a lot of them are dressier. Yeah. And do you remember those um, 
I think they were part of the Prospects line, but they were not Grand Seiko. Yeah, so it was Spring Drive, but not Grand Seiko, part of the Prospects line. They were GMTs, and they were... Yeah, Seiko did it in, in a Batman color thing, and they were something like $200 less than the Grand Seiko Spring Drive GMT. Yeah. So... I don't know. There, there are just these weird little pockets of pricing within Seiko that just are starting to not make sense to me. And I think if yeah. the trend continues to where, oh, okay, here's a new, they're, they're going to keep testing the waters. And it's a 62 Moss reissue prospects. So Honestly, what's probably, $1, this time. what's probably happening is that the different kind of sections. So of, of Seiko with prospects, grand Seiko, blah, 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 all this shit. They're probably less indicative of price and more connotative of what the designs are. Yeah. Oh, prospects are sporty watches. Oh, Grand Seiko or maybe more refined. Like maybe that's what they're trying to do. Oh, and we were talking about this in the Slack channel yesterday. There's something new kind of coming along called Seiko Lux. Yeah. There's a, I think there's an Instagram account dedicated to Seiko Lux. I can't tell if that's a new line. That's something. I've heard of it. In between, it, it, in between prospects and GS, it's existed before. It's it's been it's been a while. Oh man! But, Remember I mean, these Transoceans Seiko prospects SBD B zero one seven Spring Drive cool. prospects thirty seven hundred dollars yeah. on AZ Bond Time. Yeah, that's you remember these things. Yeah, they they were they were okay. I never I never fell in love with the case. It's weird. I like it but um <laughs> yeah i don't know i i think it, basically it's a dangerous time to get into uh <laughs> uncontrollable seiko flipping and and all that jazz it's not it's not like before where you can buy yourself an snk and just be like all right maybe i'll get myself another one maybe the next step will be a a turtle an srp <laughs> triple teehee and i mean those decisions are harder today for I think uh, you know a new watch enthusiast. Yeah. So, if you want to stay out of the Seiko cycle, um, you should maybe start looking at Seiko models that can be like V one and only Seiko. Um, I can see because, this one that you wrote about being. Yeah. It. And if you if you don't like that if you don't like that um, that transitional blue dial where it goes from like dark blue to deep black. Um, there's another one that I wrote about and I linked to on this. It's the Seiko, which one is it? The S23631. It's basically the same tuna, yep. but it's just the traditional, uh, all blacked out style. How much are these? Oh, still kind of in the same ballpark. 2, yeah. 2400. 20, yeah. Yeah. So if you want the cool blue dial and. You know the different color touches. You get twenty six hundred, uh, and then this twenty four hundred dollar one is the same watch, but just the it looks like a regular tuna. Mm. I kind of like it because they brought back hands that, um, you know, are traditionally more in the tuna line. They yeah, don't have the noticing that that big arrow that they were doing for a while, which still looks, I guess, kind of cool. But some people are pretty divided on it. What this like stubby hour hand arrow thing? Yeah. I like it tight. Oh. But yeah, that's that's that watch. 
I don't know. I think I think if I could do it all over again, I sometimes I think about getting rid of the uh, the turtle that I have. Is that the and, one with the kanji day yeah, wheel? Yeah, but I'll probably regret it, right? I'm pretty sure you will. Yeah. As your as your lawyer, I would probably strongly advise <laughs> you. To yeah. Always great to talk to my lawyer. <laughs> my legal counsel advises me to not sell my kanji wheel turtle. The, um, <laughs> if I could go back and do it all over again, I would probably I would probably buy forty SKXs and just oh, sit on them. You know, I'm looking at them again. I'm looking, but the how? Okay, where are you looking at them on? <laughs> all right, hear me out. <laughs> So I wouldn't actually. You know what? I'm not going to talk about it because there are actually some. Everyone's going right to ruin now. it. If you want to hear me talk about it, join the Slack channel. Join the Patreon. I'm not going to say the model. I'm not going to say the model here because then everyone's going to be like, "Oh, fuck Mike." Oh, fuck Mike. <laughs> Too good. Yeah, don't tell everyone. Tell me later. It'll be good. Um, let's see here. In addition to housekeeping, just putting the word out there, the twobrokewashknobs.com website is going through a redesign uh, right now. We didn't hire a big fancy redesign firm. It's literally my dumb fucking ass uh, redesigning it when I have the time. Uh, yeah. So be kind when it goes live. <clears throat> my fuck, excuse me. <clears throat> there it is. But Michael and I were talking about something that we thought would be interesting to incorporate in the redesign. Uh, honestly, our Instagram DMs and we apologize for this, are just out of control. And there's no way Michael and I can answer all of them in like a timely fashion. Sometimes by the time I make it to certain people's DMs, they sent it a month ago. And it's like, okay, well, I'll look like a fucking... And they fucking, hate us already. And they hate us now. They <laughs> listen like, to more than three episodes. Anymore. They listen to three episodes like, oh, these guys are funny, hee hee. And they'll be like, you guys are great. And they listen to six episodes like, these guys fucking suck. Like, what... I wish I could take back my fucking DM <laughs> from the two broke dickhead snobs. So, like, I um, I want to try and, you know, capture the fire in the moment of people before they have, you know, the reaction of they don't actually like us. But, because yeah. Michael and I, which just, I, and I don't know if I emphasize this enough, we are not a company. We're not, like, a crack <laughs> team of orological journalists <laughs> sit in a bullpen <laughs> angrily writing on typewriters thinking about the next thoughtful thing to bring up in neurology and we're fucking very tired uh quarter-aged overeducated people who usually just try and do this whenever we have time which is not um very often because we're yeah. as i mentioned before quite tired always so we don't always have time to like get to dms and emails and shit like that but how cool would it be okay now follow me on this one guys <laughs> How cool would it be if we had like a like a live journal or a MySpace style guest book on the new twobookwashknobs.com site where you too could go and just leave us a nice comment or an angry comment, in which case preemptively fuck you uh, if you leave us an angry comment. You know what I'm saying? Michael, I would think we that would screen be... it? Would we screen it at all? There's no screening with those. You just you I toast it and that's, that's that. That's the risk. Sometimes when you when you piss out the window, someone's gonna see your dick. You know? <laughs> As my father used to say, my father never said that. I just really want to emphasize that. My dad think, literally think, never said that. I think that General to me. General Patton also said that too. That yeah. sounds like a Patton quote. That sounds like <laughs> right in like the quote repertoire repertoire yeah. of uh, General Patton. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a Gandhi quote. Yes, yeah, so if you piss out the window, someone's going to see your dick. Oh, all right, thanks, Dad. Jesus Christ, 
I asked you what you wanted for dinner, man. The um, <laughs> <laughs> but how cool would a guest book be? Like a live journal style. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. Let That'd us know your thoughts, funny. but don't email us or DM us your thoughts. Um, send us a postcard. Send us a postcard. <laughs> Figure out some way. Actually, you know, email us your thoughts. Well, I'll look for emails of people kind of like you know share that. Or if you're one of the the fine folk who are on the TBWS Patreon Slack, let us know there. Maybe I'll put a poll out. I'll, I'll yeah. put a poll on the Patreon Slack asking the the, the select few. TPW's Patreon contributors, the shareholders, the shareholders, <laughs> <laughs> what they would like to see. But I think that would be fun. I think that would help because a lot of the DMs we get also are people just telling us how much the show means to them or yeah. thanking us for our time. And that's really awesome and incredible to hear. And it's also really fulfilling to know that what Michael and I do is uh, fun because I. And this is going to sound really fucking stupid. I see myself as like an entertainer first and like a watch person second. Yeah. Um, so I know if people are at least remotely entertained or happy, you know, when Michael and I are doing our thing, that, um, you know, that is, that is a good feeling. And so I love seeing those messages. I just feel so bad when I see them like a month after they come in and I can't respond to them. So yeah. guest book, let us know your thoughts. TB Davis, I can't tell. I'm going to try that again with the fucking vowels. TBWS dot contact at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram if you want to roll the dice at two broke watch knobs or if you're on our Patreon Slack you know hit us up there but um yeah I think we'll the guest book is coming later. yeah so the the option was guest book and we also uh we also thought about a forum a forum a forum yeah. could be an interesting idea like a nice lightweight forum not too bloated um like another big watch forum um, oh yeah, which which watch form is that? The one that's literally unusable on mobile now because it's full of ads. <laughs> so something something not like that. Something not uh, like that one. Yeah. Or so. postcards. Man, you really want fucking postcards? Do people gonna send pictures of their fucking dicks and shit? Do you want pictures <laughs> of dicks in the mail? I don't want dick pics in the mail. In the mail. Uh, <laughs> just like my grandmother had to receive them. Just like just like the old days when you couldn't text someone a picture of your fucking of your fucking like limp dick. You had to uh, now you had to take a photo and you had to lovingly write a message, you know, thinking of you and you had to get made to make sure you had to write they had to write postage stamp and you had to get there before they came to collect the the mail at the mailbox, otherwise you gotta add an extra day to before it was gonna reach there. The way it used to be. Michael. I just love the idea of a dick pic starting with my dearest Guinevere. My dearest Guinevere. <laughs> Twas a hard day this week at the salt mines, but thoughts of you kept me going. I lovingly <laughs> enclose a picture of my penis for your consideration. Always yours, Benedict. And then you mail that. And then Guinevere gets a nice picture of your dick three days later, or wherever the fuck she is. I have no idea how far Guinevere is from the salt mine. But like, you know, Michael, the way it used to be. Uh, this show's becoming too much. Hi, <laughs> my, my loving Guinevere. <laughs> oh man, I don't think we've talked about a watch in the past fifteen minutes. <laughs> Who cares about watches? They're stupid, man. I like my watch. That's all that matters. No, I'm joking. I like watches. All right. Um, but yeah. So, now <laughs> there a guest book, a forum. Or if Michael gets his way, you'll be sending us fucking postcards. Um, yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> because there, there, there's effort that has to go into it. Also, if somebody wants to write us hate mail, they can't just you know, pull, out, pull out their phone and blah on their you, keyboard. If you write us hate mail in the form of a physical postcard, you really fucking hate us. Yeah. So those are the people that I want to hear from because, okay, maybe this person has some, some you know, useful feedback for us. <laughs> Please stop talking bad about Orient USA. No, fuck Orient USA. Don't buy from Orient USA. Buy from a JDM retailer. Suck it. Yeah. You know? Please. Uh, what was I talking about? Bam! Guestbook forum. Or postcards. Keep your eye out. Redesign the site. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot cleaner also. Um, it's going to be a really, really fun experience, I think, for people when the new site goes up. But until then, go and visit twobookwatchstamps.com now to go and see Michael, Michael's Seiko piece he put up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really sweet piece that Damon put up a while back on the Venus 170. Yes. Thing is that fucking cool. Awesome, dude. Ugh, so cool. <clears throat> but here, Michael, Michael... You want to talk about dad watches? You want to talk about dad stuff? Yeah, let's talk about the dad watch. <laughs> um, I, I've i been thinking about the dad watch archetype for a while uh, as I get older. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, but I'm also realizing that that can mean so many different things for so many different people. Uh, because to me, you know, it's a Casio G-Shock. <laughs> to you, it might be a... A date just Rolex so, date just yeah. Is what is it about these uh, these incredible men that uh, draws us to their watches? Well, for me, so it's I, I I can just talk about my experience with my dad's watch. There, I didn't necessarily observe my dad's watch and think, "Gee, pops, that's a sweet ass Rolex date just yeah. uh, you got there." My dad's watch was part of his. I'm going to work slash I'm coming home routine. He would he would pull into the garage. He would open the garage door. I remember distinctly the sound of that garage door opening, and I would know that sound meant my dad was home. Mm-hmm. And he would walk to this little this little like nook that was kind of near the garage, and he would take out his wallet, put his wallet there, and he would take off his watch and put his watch next to his wallet. And that meant daddy was home. Dad was home. You know what I mean? The wallet yeah. and the watch are there. Dad's home. But then, but then the inverse. When he left in the mornings for work, the last thing he did was go there, grab his wallet, put on his watch, and then you know, go open and close that garage door, and then drive off and go to work. So for me, I was always aware of the watch in that sense, like, mm-hmm. and I associated it with my dad being home. Um, which I think might be the case for a lot of people. A lot of folks aren't always just like, they just think of it like, oh, it's my dad's watch. That's what I've always seen him wearing. And here are these photos from Disneyland in 1987 where he's wearing the same watch he's wearing now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I think that ends up being the association. And then as people get older and they start thinking like about, and I'll just do my experience as a guy because I'm a guy. When I got older, I started thinking about watches. Like I based my idea of what I thought a watch was supposed to be on the watch my dad wore, because that's the watch I saw the most. You know? Hey, yeah. So I think. <clears throat> do you ever feel? Do you ever feel like you can look as cool in a watch as your dad does, though? Never. I will never I don't, be as cool I don't as feel my father. <laughs> the man rocks a two-tone white dial Roman numeral date just. 
I am not that cool. Yeah, that that takes some confidence. Some confidence. <laughs> not that fucking cool, man. He walked into he walked into fucking the 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 Boca Town Center mayor's in like 1979. He walked into the walked up to the counter and he said, "I'll I'll take one watch, please. I'll take that watch." They gave him the watch and he left. And that was the last time my dad bought a watch. That oh. watch. What a life. <laughs> 50 years ago, man. 40 or 50 years ago. How, how, what the fuck year is it now? It's 2021. What was 1979? 40 years ago. 23. 1979? No, I'm just, I'm do, doing bad math. Doing bad math, dude. You're doing some fucking Michael math over there, dude. Some Florida math. Some Florida math. <laughs> how long ago? Was nineteen? No, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Seventy-nine. No, I have to know. Google will tell me. Okay, I don't even know how many days ago it was. Okay, hold on. Maybe I can take this and do some calculator math. Okay, so uh, fifteen thousand. We're doing. I'm taking this the whole. I'm taking this all the fucking way, Michael. <clears throat> fifteen thousand one hundred and forty-six days divided by three hundred sixty-five days. Forty-one years. Forty-one point yep. five years ago. This is. <laughs> This is what happens when you take two guys that studied English at the university level. This, this is what you get. Are you not pleased? <laughs> I had to use more processing power than they used to put a man on the moon to figure out how many fucking years ago <laughs> 1979 was. I had to use Google and my fucking laptop calculator and a little oh, bit of my brain. Boy. You know? But yeah, man, that's like, awesome. Your dad, your dad has spent less on watches than uh, than we have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, it would be cool to know what what it, what that date just was back then. Did oh, I forgot you? to ask him, mother fuck! I forgot. We, we, so when there, I'm... there are some some people archive all of the uh, the Rolex price increases on the Rolex forum. Uh, I got to ask. They used him. to do these. Rolex used to, you know, publish them in these long lists or whatever um but yeah that, that would be interesting to know i gotta i, I gotta see when, when i saw him the last time i saw him i was telling him i was going to see him it was the first time i seen him in like fucking two years and it was oh yeah and he had he had, and i wasn't able to see him through any of his fucking like chemo treatments or any of that bullshit and i just got to mm -hmm. talk to him on the phone so obviously he's not me, a, he's not a zoom guy he's not uh <laughs> he doesn't even have email dude <laughs> what a life like he like he doesn't have he only has his phone because, like, he needs it to be on call and shit. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he often tells me. <laughs> they took the beeper away from me. Did, yeah, he used to have a beeper. He loved that beeper. He would be out somewhere, and he'd be having lunch with us, and it would beep, and he would be like, eh, okay, I'll check it out when I get home. And that mm -hmm. was it. But, like, now that shit rings, and he's got to answer it, you know? Yeah. Beepers. <laughs> Either a doctor or a drug dealer. Right? <laughs> These days, yeah. <laughs> How do I get off the grid? <laughs> How do I get the fuck off the grid? Man, oh man. But yeah, that Rolex did just 40 years ago. And that was it. That was the last time we bought a watch. But he's had such a crazy time. Like, I feel so bad for this watch, man. Like... I've told you a little bit about this, but my dad... So, I, after my dad bought the watch, every year... He would have it cleaned, and then every few years he would have it serviced by the same 
like little old guy. He had like a little shop kiosk, like a little, not a kiosk, like he had like a little cubby in this huge strip mall and everything around him, all these stores were always changing, but his little tiny watch place like stayed the same. He didn't, <laughs> I guess he couldn't afford light bulbs, so it was always dark in there. I have no idea why. It was just so fucking dark in there every time I went in there. Um, <laughs> And my dad would take my dad would take his watch there, and this little old bastard knew exactly how to fucking clean it, knew exactly how to service it, and for like thirty years, my dad's watch was awesome. And then that poor little old guy died, and so my dad had to figure out where else to take the watch. And so he tried one place near uh, near him, this other like local watch place. It was a younger guy, and it was close to my close to my parents' house. My dad's like, eh, I'll give it a shot. And uh, I told you the story. I probably told the story on air. The first thing that guy did when my dad handed him the watch, my, that guy just took the green sticker off the back. Like, <laughs> like, why the fuck would you leave this on here? Because, <sighs> like, even my dad knew to yeah. not remove that <clears throat> sticker. I don't know how the fuck he knew. But even he knew not to take that sticker off the back. But the first thing that random-ass watch tech did was just like, this will get in the way of my watch tool. <clears throat> you know? Yeah, that's that's really strange weird and then after and so my dad immediately was like fuck this shit after that he took it to a really big jeweler in the fort lauderdale area and my dad is so positive they swapped actually i've never told you this part and i want to hear your thoughts my dad is so positive they swapped his rolex out for a fake rolex because my dad took it to have it cleaned and then when they gave it back to my dad it was cleaned but he realized the dial was different like the dial looked brand new. My dad's like, hey, why does my dial look different? You know, and the guy's like, oh yeah, you were having some really bad like peeling on there. So we replaced your dial with a new one. And I'm like, I don't think that and he told me that. Like he told me that actually like, like recently. And I'm like, I don't think they're supposed to do that without telling you. Yeah, that's, you know I mean, it's not, it's not impossible for them to have something like that on hand. And that's, uh, you're supposed that, to tell them. Yeah, you're supposed to tell them. <laughs> so he's kind of fucked up. He's really worried, and so he and so um, I was on the phone with him, and he was just like, you know, he was like, oh, I said, I don't know what to do, and like, he's losing hours on it. He used to be able to get like 38 hours, I think, on the power reserve. Now it doesn't even last a day, and he doesn't know what's wrong with it. And what? He's like, and he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to take it. And so, and, and he's you not just even, sent it. Just send it to Rolex at this point, man. I told him to take it to Gray and Sons. If anything, if you wanted to drive down to Bell Harbor, and they could at least tell him if it was fucking fake. Yeah, they they would be able to tell him. You know, at the yeah. very least, they could just say, because I don't want him to waste his time and send it to fucking Rolex, and they just say, I don't want this fucking shit. They just like burn it and like send him a photo <laughs> of it on fire. Like, oh, we don't want this. Like, at least take it to Gray and Sons, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we're sorry, you know, Doc, it's not, you know, it's fake. Yeah, he would get an answer there. They should be able to tell in a fucking second, I imagine. Yeah. You know, and if it is real and totally fine, they could, I would assume and hope, fix it. Yeah, they can service. They can service there, too. That's a good spot for servicing. You know, so I just feel so like it's such a sad. That's a bummer, dude. But right, it's such a sad potential ending to a watch that I had seen as the archetype of what I thought a watch was supposed to be, and like I, I still really do love that watch, but it's just it's it's either not the watch I saw as a child because it's a fake watch now, or it's just been suffering from neglect because he hasn't. 
he hasn't taken it anywhere to get serviced or cleaned because he doesn't mm. trust anywhere. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I would... Yeah, that sucks, dude. So he can either take it to Grandsons, like just drive the hour from Fort Lauderdale to Bell Harbor or however the fuck long it is now, and like walk maybe into if, there and just do maybe it. Maybe if he's cool with it, if he's cool with it, maybe, um, you know, probably a good gift for him would be if you orchestrated, you know, that interaction between the that's, Rolex service center and all maybe, that. Maybe that's what I get him for Father's Day. Yeah, just be like, let me handle this. We'll get some serious answers and figure out what happened. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> just to see, because it's just like, I don't care. I actually, I mean, well, should I say the name of the jeweler that, that swapped his dial out? Or, or, yeah. or are we going to no, get sued? That's fine. No, we're, we're okay. You know, in Fort Lauderdale, have you seen the advertisements for that Daoud place, Daoud Jewelers? I've seen them. I don't know much about them. I don't know much about them. I just, I just know they're huge in Fort Lauderdale. Those motherfuckers swapped my dad's dial without telling him. Damn. You know? Super not cool. That immediately alarmed my dad. First, the the first knucklehead fucking takes the sticker off, and then the second dickhole just replaces the dial. So obviously, my dad's not going to take the watch anywhere else. <laughs> what world are we living in? Right. <laughs> so I just I got to figure out what to do. So it's a very potential sad ending to my dad's watch. Hmm. I think yeah. I think there's a way out. <clears throat> I think, I think there's so. a, I think you can figure it out. Either he fixes it, we're all cool, and it's cool to go, or like, I mean, maybe I can try and guide him if he wants to get a new one. He's not paying whatever the fuck he paid in 1979, though. Oh, dude, it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Or maybe he can find another two-tone white dial Roman uh, Roman um, numeral date just on, like, Bob's watches. I feel like I've seen a bunch on Bob's watches for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? That's a good shot. <clears throat> but what about you? What was your dad's like? Like, I feel like you've mentioned it to me before, but like, because I feel like we probably have very different experiences with dad's watches. Dude, so different, so different. <laughs> like, one of the first things that I can ever remember my dad teaching me about watches is that oh, you never have to take them off. So I mean, that's part of the reason that a lot of times, a lot of times, I sleep with a watch. And I tell people that, and they look at me like I murder children for fun. I don't. I take my watch <laughs> off when I get home. I do what my dad does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's like, no, nah, you can just keep this on because, you know, when I was a kid, I think I had a, a you know, baby G and maybe some other, some other Cassie or whatever. Uh, but my, <laughs> I can't, I can't trace my dad's history with a single watch, watch, watch the watch, the mm. way that my dad's approach to having a watch or getting a watch was walking into target and like just buying the the whatever Casio that they had there. Yeah. So we talk about G-Shocks and we we know these these Casio nerds that can oh yeah, DW5600 whatever that. He didn't even have those. <laughs> I mean, I think he had one later in my life, but for the most part I did trace back one and the the model is the F I think the F108W8 uh, no f108wh illuminator and it's not even it's not even this like hype beast g-shock or anything like that it's, <laughs> let me see if i can find uh i'm looking at an image it's just a, it tells you the time yeah uh, i guess the day and uh you can have a little a little alarm on here this is it this is what it needs to do yeah so he's 
not even and i think i think he might even have a version of this now the last time i saw him it's it has a camo pattern on the uh <laughs> the bezel around the screen i don't know he just got is your dad is your dad a camo guy He's not a camo guy, but he probably got that because he walked again, walked into Target. <laughs> Just well, I grab guess, whatever. I guess they don't have the black one today. So, so <laughs> he Pardon Garcon, are you going to be getting the uh, black illuminators in? This week? Oh no. Okay, I'll I'll settle for the camo. Thank you, thank you. Merci, merci. So he, <laughs> when you talk about, you know, we talk about tool watches and you hear about tool watches as you're getting into watches. Oh, what's a tool watch? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, he actually approached, approached it from a tool watch perspective. I'm working in the shop. I just need a, I just need a tool watch. Nice. And I think he was traumatized because before I was born, he had a, he had a slim Piaget. He was in, um, Oh, cool. I think early on in his career, he was in sales uh, and then he got into installation as well. So he used to hang on the side of buildings and install windows and shit like that. <laughs> right. Uh, and he told me a story like, oh, you know, one day I was doing installation and the watch somehow came off my wrist and it fell several stories down to the sidewalk. And I never wanted a nice job, a, a nice watch on the job again. So he's been he was he's been doing these uh these Casios. And so then later on when he started his own company, um, he could really, (laughs) he could really only afford, and he still has this, he has these presses, dude, these, these presses that operate on these, these dies to just kind of bend the aluminum to, to make these big, big pedal controlled hydraulic presses. Exactly. That's exactly what they are. And they're, they'll fuck you up. (laughs) Dude, they're from the 1950s. And he's in, so like 1992, he bought all that equipment and he's still running his business with it. And he's about, he's just counting like, oh yeah, just four years to retirement. <laughs> so, wow. those, so he bought those things from the fifties in the early nineties and they're still, they've taken him through his entire business venture. <laughs> That's how you do it, man. Yeah, man. So that is how you do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, our generation's like, you know, I get the new iPhone. I don't know. This one's got the whatever chip. And- <laughs> That's last year's model. Oh, I didn't even realize. Thanks for catching that, bro. I got you, dog. Oh, dude. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. So he he's got stuff like that. He he works he he works with equipment like that every day. Um, you know, like table saw as well, and just I guess what I guess what happened with him is that a lot of the bands on these um on these cheaper Casios, they would eventually just disintegrate. Yeah. Like they would tear you sweat all over them. They just like break apart. Uh, I think. So yeah. He's in the heat sweating all day, um, you know, working on that shit. And so these, those bands would just disintegrate. So maybe when I started getting into watches again, very seriously, and I'd, I'd ask him about, you know, I always remember you wearing this kind of stuff and you'd never take them off. And yeah, just, kind of a blue collar business owner is his yeah. whole life. That's, that's what worked for him. So, um, you know, <laughs> and, and so that's, it's interesting when you, um, compare that with his dad's approach to a watch. Um, his dad, my grandfather is just the very much that dude that came to the U S, uh, with like 20 bucks in my pocket and right. got a job. <laughs> 
He got a job. He worked that job for 25 years. And then when he retired, they gave him a, Ro- a Rolex. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he, he didn't know much about it. Uh, and I think we had an episode where I, um, talked about the fact that I, you know, I, I told I told my dad, give me this watch. Uh, grandpa's had it for however long. My grandpa actually became fearful of having the watch on his person. You know, he, uh, he thought, oh, in case, someone, in case someone was going to like steal it or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I'm getting older. I think I'm going to get mugged or something because to him, you know, like that was his only way of ever owning something like that was the company giving it to him for retirement. Yeah. I mean, it's doing great now, I'm sure. But um, I, I think in his mind, it's still just this like it might as well be a, a, a bar of gold to him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it's just a stainless steel date just with the Jubilee bracelet and a black dial with stick markers. Um. I believe so I got it I got it completely overhauled at a place in Seattle called Nesbitt's they did a great job but my dad I I tell my dad oh you can you know you can wear this more than you know I think more than you you think and still he's like no I'll just I'll wear this Casio so to you know when I when I remember watches and my dad and all that stuff um you know it was it was always a always a Casio makes me (laughs) makes me wonder why I obsess over these these other ridiculous watches that i have (laughs) (laughs) who who knows man that's so funny though and the one watch the one watch that god i wish i wish i knew where it was it might be buried with the guy (laughs) but (laughs) but my my other grandpa i i remember him dude this guy this guy would get upset he would get i would be disciplined scolded for not wearing a watch so he very oh, he very okay. much tied he very much tied wearing a watch to this like full idea of being a man like he yeah. I always say a man always has a watch so if i wasn't he bought me he bought me a little fossil ticker just a, a white dial thing on leather um because he's like yeah you're gonna wear a watch <laughs> and so I don't know where that thing is. He used to have a Timex. It really like it looked like the Easy Reader. Nice. Um, not even something like the Weekender, which is more I don't know hip today. Uh, Did it have and, the expansion bracelet? The Easy Readers have expansion bracelets. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I feel like he had it on an expansion bracelet, but then he passed away a few years back, and I just I don't know. I don't know where it went and I, I did ask about it and you know even my uncle who uh, arranged everything and, and all that stuff uh, he, he not even he knows so God also knows what the, the cosmos heck. yeah right so yeah, yeah those, we those, have, those we, were the, the dads in, in my life and very different dad yeah. watches Jesus Christ <laughs> very, man. very very different uh, I gotta I'll, try I'll and keep, get that fucker's watch fixed yeah that, that might be a nice uh, a nice gesture just be like hey um, yeah, because Rolex has an, an intake process. I think the intake process you can even start it out at um, at just an actual AD. So the actual ADs, uh, so you can call and ask if they're an intake point for Rolex service, and so you just bring oh, it there. Okay. They start they start the paperwork there, but not all Rolex ADs are intake points. So I what guess what I'll do is I'll send him. Hmm. 
my Grand Stego to wear because he needs to watch. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just have him send me his fucking watch and then I'll see if I can't get like the process started to just figure out what the hell, A, if it's real. Yeah. <laughs> if and B, if it is real, can we please service it and fix it and then like set up some kind of like reminder service to like <laughs> every couple of years? Like, no, seriously, every year, a couple of years just to like hit my dad up. Well, he doesn't have email. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Hit me up and I'll, I'll Bro, I'll, let's I'll, get our dads on the Slack channel. Oh my god, he will he literally have no idea what the fuck <laughs> is going on. Oh man. Michael, okay. It doesn't have it doesn't have email. Michael. It's just the same wrist check every day. It literally would be. It would be him <laughs> taking his photo at the spot where he keeps his wallet and his watch, and then he's just getting to his car. He gets to his car and drives away. That would be kind of cool to have our dads on the Slack channel. <laughs> <laughs> but then your dad would have to know about the podcast. Never. Yeah. I have kept it secrets this long. <laughs> I think of all the skeletons I'm going to drag down to the grave with me, This this is the one that I'm... Never letting go. <laughs> Taking the show to the grave. That family can never know. My wife knows. That's fine. But uh, my mom, my dad, my brother. No. They can't know. Well. I, I, I would rather wish I was some kind of underpaid amateur pornographer and they found out about that i literally i literally rather have that happen you can explain that easier <laughs> i can explain that way easier i'm doing it for money yeah i, I can't I, use that for this for fucking two more watch i'm doing it for money how much money you make eh, i don't want to talk about it you know what i mean <laughs> how much do you make on OnlyFans? oh a lot <laughs> oh yeah i'm fucking i'm breaking do you have any idea how many people love watching me eat cheerios and shave it's incredible <laughs> Guys, at least I have a good reason for being an amateur pornographer. I have that's, no good reason is, that for is being way, a podcaster. Yeah, that's way easier to explain than a watch podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> oh, man. My wife and I have been talking about kids a lot, and so we're, we're going to go for it eventually. Not anytime soon, but we've, we've decided to, to, to go for it through lots of deliberation and that got me thinking on this episode because i was because it, it was very interesting for me to talk about my experience seeing my dad's watch what is mm-hmm. my kid's dad watch gonna be my future little Kaz's Kaz or Kazette's fucking dad watch gonna be i mean i think they might see somebody who is um emotionally disabled no what, what were you gonna say they, they'd probably say oh you know my dad is into you know, into nice things, but not extravagant things. So, I mean, if you take the quality of the GS, for example, it's mm. not a, it's, it's, I guess it's a luxury focused watch, but it's not really, it's, it's not, you this, don't really brand I'm, whore, you don't brand whore over. It's not this that I'm, I'm, I'm about to send you right now. Cause I was thinking maybe I can make this my dad watch. I just like that. Too. What oh, do you, what do you think? I mean, that's a great, that, that's a, that's a nice dad watch. I just sent Michael my two-tone Submariner Blue Dial. The bluesy, I guess they call it. This is the 90s model, the 16613LB. I don't like the one with the big shoulders and all that bullshit. That's the that's the best case, man. I love it. God, mother, fuck. 
damn this watch, Michael. That's that's really the best case. <clears throat> so this could this could be a good dad watch. Yeah. Oh my dad my dad's uh my dad's a drug dealer. That that's why I think this watch screams. <laughs> no. My father is a dealer of death. No, you would have this you would have two-tone old... submariner. Oh, uh, this one's this one's kind of polished to shit. Which one? The one that I sent you? Yeah, those bevels He's... are gone. He's got a few examples in here. I sent Michael a Bob's watches. Uh like he's got a few examples in here. Um, oh, there's one that's the most expensive one he's got on here is this one. Why is this one the most expensive? And even these have gone up a lot. Eleven yeah, thousand. I remember when they used to be six and seven. Here, let, let, look at this one. Is this one polished to shit? Let me take a look at it now. Let's see. Because I'm sure the Bob's Watches folks try to clean the fuck out of these things when they get them. Yeah, this one looks a little better, but those edges on the other one look really smooth. Yeah, this one's like 500 bucks more. <clears throat> it's probably just in like better condition or whatever. Mm. Serial year 1997 to 1998. Damn. So what if you uh, what if you go through that? You send your dad the GS. So he has a watch. He has a watch that way he can still wear it. And we're the same wrist size, so. And then you call him one day and you're like, Dad, your watch is ready. And he's like, I'm not giving you this this back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, joke's on him. I'm going to sell his fucking watch and buy this two-tone Submariner. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Fucking joke's on him, dude. All right. (laughs) I could probably get a few thousand bucks for that watch, right? I think this would be the worst watch to give my dad. This 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 one right here, because both both him and his dad, I think, maybe maybe because you know, also part of it is a Cuban thing. So there's yeah. something about the way the Rolex brand resonates with with Cubans. Well, Castro was a big uh, Rolex guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he kind of like very famously would just flash those things. You know, he'd have, have these, two. Yeah, he'd have two. I think he had, you know, no crown guard GMTs, just very cool watches. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, you know, probably became a big part of that symbol of success for them, uh, even though the population was kind of split on Castro. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, I think they still feel like it's something that, oh, if I walk outside with this, I'm going to get my Mm -hmm. arm chopped off. And somebody that wears a Casio for like half his life is, I think, never going to get used to, you know, wearing something even as as basic as a, you know, steel date chest. Right. You know, you know, what's really ironic. I think the worst watch to give my dad would be a would be a Casio G Shock. <laughs> he would think it was a kid's watch. What is this? I'm not wearing this fucking thing. It's plastic. Happy? Have you seen these? Have you seen these new metal G shocks that they look like? I don't know what they do to the metal, but it looks see. like it looks like that paint that they put on cars that changes color with the lights, and it's like purple and green at the same time, and then black, like and then, like the whole anodized steel look. Yeah, something they're they're doing that with with the steel Casios now, and it just it looks a little ridiculous. I think that would be the worst watch to give your dad. <laughs> Especially because he's colorblind. <laughs> well, those do look like kids' watches. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I think I see the example of what you're talking about. Yeah, it's 
they getting they getting a little weird with them, you yeah. know. The uh the Mr. G stuff, whatever they call it, is they're they're getting a little out of hand. Oh, Mr. G. Mr. Is, G. Isn't that what it is? Mr. G Hammertone. Mr. G. The Hammertone. <laughs> okay, those things are kinda cool. I think those I remember when those came out. Those were those were kinda cool. Oh, I mean, man. I mean let, let me pull up a photo here. It looks like you pulled it out of a fire. Yeah. <laughs> like there was a horrible fire, and all they were able to recover was this person's metal G-Shock. And surprise, now it's got hammer toe. You know? But yeah. Maybe that could... Man, I have to have a really good think about what I want my dad watch to be. I mean, it might be the, it might be the Grand Seiko. <clears throat> or it might be this watch. I don't know. I think, I think our dads are also probably part of the reason that we we um we obsess over the one watch guy deal. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just we can never be this, but our dads were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's just that's 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 the reality. I mean because it's also I just don't understand how he can do it, but I wish I could. Yeah. You know, I really wish I could understand how someone bought one watch 41 years ago and then never again. <sighs> I sometimes fantasize <laughs> about that with, with something like a like a Seamaster or Speedmaster. But then I look at my Doxa and I'm just like, hey, I'm Mike. I need a Doxa. I'm Mike. I need a Doxa. If you could go, sorry. <laughs> if you could go, you don't sound like that. If you I could do. go back in time, back in time to before you bought your first watch but with the knowledge of watches you have now what would you do would you buy one watch yeah i would probably do what um what that guy did i went to his wedding he's yeah you know he's my wife's friend she got married and her husband you know kind of acquaintances and he knew that i was into watches and he he you know, he just said, oh, I was getting married, so I wanted a nice watch, and I saw some ads for the Omega Speedmaster, and then I walked into the store, and I bought it, and that's his... Jesus, advertising <laughs> works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw George Clooney wearing it, and whatever. I said, fucking, if it's Clooney cool, well, now. Yeah. You know, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, that guy doesn't need anything else. Yeah. Realistically? If he went in and got the whole fucking humidor with the stupid coin and all the 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 the, the tourniquet they give with it, like if he got everything in that fucking box, he doesn't need he doesn't need anything else, dude. And it also it also if if I'm getting into a new hobby, it makes me it makes me pump the brakes on stuff a lot faster because yeah. you know if you're researching a new hobby like watches, you can literally download all of this information into your brain that for the most part is useless but it's going to plague you for a lifetime. So if I'm getting into uh, woodworking or something mm-hmm. uh-huh. or backyard farming, like, no, I don't, I don't want to know about the best plow that I can get with a titanium handle built by this. Yeah. Just don't tell me about that. I, I wish, I wish I could uh, downgrade to, uh, to, I guess a more, um, <laughs> A lesser, Unless, a lesser level of knowledge than I have The problem is like consumer shopping and the nature of the reality where people have bought shit and it has been bad. That has trained us to immediately try to find what we interpret as the best version of something and anything. Oh, like also, our dads do that. 
our mm. dads didn't have the internet when they were yeah. doing this stuff. Yes. Which is why I'm a, I'm a strong believer that technology should have stopped evolving at the GameCube. That's it. I would they, take it further. I think Pokemon Red at the Game Boy game. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. After that, I think that was it. Because we were still at 56K modem. You bring up a good point. It's way easier to be a one-watch person if you didn't grow up with the internet. Yeah. Because the internet is, like, especially with social media, you see all these people and, like, you can inevitably, we talked about it actually, on, I think on the last episode or a couple episodes ago, like you want what someone has if you utilize the internet as an avenue to idolize them. Oh, Mario Andretti or whatever is doing a fucking talking watch. What watch is he wearing? Bam. I want that watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's probably way fucking easier to be a one watch <laughs> person without the fucking the, the internet, you know? <laughs> so dumb, man. Huh. I gotta close this tab with this two tone, the blue, the bluesy. I can't. It's such. It's so stupid. I hate every any other watch that looked like this. I would hate it. But there's something about this watch. I have been. Yeah, that watch. Maybe maybe it's our age, man. We're we're really we're. I I, I still think about the one watch possibility, but I would have to. I would become the most hated guy in watch podcasting, if I. <laughs> If I sold this Toxa. Yes. Along with me selling my Christmas chrono. Yeah. I think I found my dad's watch, or at least something that looks like my dad's watch on Bob's watches. I just sent it to you. Oh, this is basically yeah. This is basically what he's got. Yeah, it's a white dial, um, white Roman dial. Yeah, look mm -hmm. at that. I just, I just don't know how old this one is. That's basically it. This is a, a six-digit reference, though. Your yeah. dad's is a five. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so this one's this one's newer and oh yeah, with the newer clasp and everything. No, this, oh, okay. this one's this one's new. Totally different level. Yeah. Okay. This one's new. I don't know. I mean, this I can... is this is a this is a fantastic watch. Mm. So I want something that's five digits. He's probably got something that's five digits. Oh, I can yeah. sort by year. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let me do nineteen eighties. Yeah, Bob's Watches is a pretty good website, huh? <laughs> it's cool. Just to clarify, this fucking guy doesn't sponsor the show. Like, literally, it just popped in my head because I know he doesn't I know, know who we are. He doesn't know the fuck we are. But, but I know we can. I, I know he's got like older, like fun older Rolexes on here. Uh, yeah. Bob's Watches. I feel like the HQ Milton site. And what's the other one the guy made when he split off from HQ? Tropical Watch. Tropical Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty good. I feel like go tos. Yeah, they're looking pretty, at uh, uh, Rolexes. Pretty solid. You know? But yeah, man. I got a lot of soul searching to do to see what I want my dad watch to be. It's funny. We, we're finishing this episode and now we're just looking at watches. Oh, which, yeah, just, which, just, which one can be the my one watch dad watch? My one watch dad watch. <laughs> I've been obsessing over the, uh, the newer Seamasters for a long time. I just I keep the, the, about the, the ceramic one with the the one that like the deep cut wave dials. Yeah, probably probably since we saw it in uh, San Francisco, the Gorgeous. last tri the last yeah. trip that we did. Um, and you and know what's great about that watch, Michael? You could what? literally have that cash in your hand, walk into an Omega store right fucking now, and yep. buy one. Yeah, 
we're gonna revisit the Rolex versus Omega <laughs> topic one day soon. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have to. <laughs> I just feel like so much has happened even from the last time we did it. But yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at these now. These are gorgeous. Really, really cool. Someone at work's got one of these. Really cool. And I'd I'd almost think white dial. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'm catching what you're throwing down. I'd I almost like think that. white dial. That that one's can I tell you which one I like a lot? And I don't know if it's a popular one or if it makes me dumb. Have you seen this, the one with the silver dial and the blue hands and the blue bezel? Silver dial, blue bezel? Yeah, let me let me try to find a fucking one. Is it newer? Uh, no, it's not newer. You know, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I just don't think it's one of the, I just don't think it's very popular. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. This one seems fun. <laughs> it's like a stainless steel dial almost. I don't the know. Worst, I, the worst thing about these, though, is that the bracelet doesn't taper at all. Right. Which I don't, I don't think is... Is that the case with yours as I well? I was just wondering that. I don't think it does. Hold on. Let me check. But I guess it's I'm not... I'm taking my headphones off. I guess it's I not that big of a deal. Away. I'm now coming back. <laughs> coming back to the table. I'm putting my headphones back on. No, it doesn't taper. I, I, I still I love it. Okay. This thing is awesome. It would be weird if it tapered, honestly. I don't know why. I just feel like it would be odd. I guess my Doxa bracelet doesn't really taper all that much. Still fine with it. Dude, these fucking reference numbers in these Seamasters? Insane. Are, I, I don't understand. Okay, the reference number of the particular Seamaster, the one with this kind of stainless steel dial that Michael and I are talking about... 210.30.42.20.06.001. Huh. I'm not saying that again. It's $200 <laughs> brand new. Look at that. Gorgeous. God dang. Hmm. The cool thing is if you did get one of these newer ones, you'd be getting this Master Coax in here. This makes me want to fix my Speedmaster. Is your fucking Speedmaster still broken, Michael? Still broken. You might as well just put it in your kitchen junk drawer at this point. If you have a kitchen <laughs> junk drawer. With all the old birthday candles and the box of tax that broke, you can't put back together ever Get some again. nice patina on it that way. Coupons yeah. from 1984 for the Burger King that closed down in 95 like a couple of years back. Like, I don't understand. How have you... <laughs> Sorry, I brought I have, those coupons from Florida. <laughs> I have a very specific kitchen junk drawer image in my head from childhood. How have you not fixed your... Uh, Fix the thing yet? Because uh, I can't, I can't get into downtown as easy as as I could before. I, you know, I, I mentioned Nesbits before. They're the ones that fixed my um, my uh, grandfather's Rolex, and um, you know, they they would be the ones that I take it to. But maybe I have to figure out something else, man. Can you mail it, or is that fucked up? I don't. I really don't want to mail it. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Yeah, I do not blame you. But this was fun. Some some reflection needs to take place after this episode. <laughs> I gotta think about stuff, but here, let's do this episode two hundred eighteen. Uh, I guess we're just calling this one the Dad Watch. I have no idea. I, I'm just really happy it didn't break down into a Father's Day gift guide. Well, if your dad's a guy on the go, he might really enjoy <laughs> one of the Tissot PRCs. Like, no, fuck you, man. All right. Your dad will tell you what they want, and if they tell you they don't want anything, you know what? They don't want anything, or they want <laughs> silence. So true. That's just that's just it, man. That's it, dog. You know. Here, let's do this, Michael. Um, 
go check out the website, twobookboxhouse.com. Check out the pest release that Michael just put out on this uh, this really cool quartz. Um, what's the what's the reference on this thing? Um, who fucking knows? I forget. It's on there. You should visit TBWS and just go. Just go to the website. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Twobookboxhouse.com. Uh, also, let us know your thoughts on the new design, possibly incorporating like an old school guest book, a very simple form. Or uh, or postcards. You can send us postcards if you want. Michael Michael wants you to send us postcards. Mm-hmm. Um, who's messaging me? Oh, that's cool. Uh, oh, interesting. I will respond to that later. The uh, in addition to that, hope everyone enjoyed um, this week's show, The Dad Watch. Happy Happy Father's Day, post Father's Day to any of the dads out there. Right. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Michael, am I forgetting anything? No, I think that's it. I think it was a fun discussion about dad watches. It's been a long time since we uh, talked about them. I think it's that sad time. Let's do it. I'll I'll start us off. Go for it. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. This is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later.